Hey, everybody. It's Bevan. Welcome to Bevan, a femme over 40 and her friends podcast. I'm your host, Bevan. I've said my name three times. It's time to start the show. Uh, today, I just wanted to do a check-in about um, a year after my big breakup. Uh, the first, if you want to like sort of follow the journey of this and like hear what happened and all of that, you can listen to episode one and two of the podcast goes through it. Um, and those are about six months apart. And so I thought it would be kind of potent to check in a year later, uh, especially for folks who are following my journey. And but most especially for folks who are going through breakups now, um, who are at the point where they feel like the whole world is ending and the bottom is falling out. And um are maybe seeking uh, support and perspective from someone who's been through it. Um, and I just wanted someone, I just wanted to like provide the year perspective for somebody who's going spinning out now. Right. Um, and every time I do a podcast episode, uh, I, especially when I'm solo, I tend to pull a card. So I'm just telling you, you know, my spiritual practice, uh, you don't have to believe what I believe. I just like to be honest about how I live my life. And I pulled a card, um, about um, from one of my decks that said to just drop the past and focus on the present. Um, and so that's really like I'm I'm leaving out a lot of stuff um, from the past because I feel like I've already documented that and I'm really am focusing on like what my life is now and how I'm moving forward. Um, one thing I have to say though is I just want to shout out the MVPs of like getting me through um, the worst year of my life. I'll call 2019 the worst year of my life. Um, it was the year I was the most suicidal, the most often um, since I was a teenager. Um, and you can listen to a couple episodes where I talk about my journey to love my body. And a lot of that is mixed in with mental health um, and self-loathing. Um, and, you know, and I've, I've worked with my chronic depression for um, the last like, 20 plus years working how to like live and thrive in spite of like a mental health situation that honestly just like wants to drag me down a lot. I have to work so hard um, to motivate and, and, and it's not even like motivate. It's just do the thing, even though I don't feel like it is really honestly what it comes down to. Um, and I do a lot of um, things to help me want to stay alive uh, more <laughs> And last year was a struggle. And so I just want to shout out the things that worked really well in getting me through my breakup. And then also like the tanking of the business that I had worked so hard on. Um, and, you know, all of that. So much happened last year that was just like tons of financial uncertainty. Um, doing like trying so hard to like keep my house in LA and then eventually giving that up and changing everything about my life. I lived in metropolitan cities for the first 20 years of my adulthood, um, Philadelphia, New York, and Los Angeles. And now I live in the forest. I live like, I like to vaguely call it the North Pole up on the Olympic Peninsula um, in Western Washington. I literally live like I have satellite internet. You know what I mean? Like we have a septic system. We are off the grid. We have a well, um, but it's a beautiful, amazing space. And I feel like I'm living inside a greeting card. Um, and so yeah, so like it's been a huge year of a lot of transition. Um, MVPs go to, uh, first and foremost, my mother. Um, my mom and I had a really hard relationship when I was a teenager. Um, we fought a lot. We were both going through so much. Like I look back with so much compassion um, for both of us. And we didn't know how to like communicate like adults. We didn't know how to like 
drop things. I think we both had a real deep desire to be right all the time. Um, I'm going to say that that is a triumph for me that I have learned how to not care if I'm right. I really don't care. Like my value is so derived from someplace that has nothing to do with whether or not I'm correct. And in fact, I know there's so much I'm not correct about in the world um, because I have a thirst for learning. I get to keep learning stuff. Like that's the, the older I get, the better and more excited I get at learning stuff because it's it's a thrilling world. And the more awareness I have about the world, the more I know I get to learn. But anyway, mom and I have both done a lot of personal growth. Um, and I think part of her being able to support me was me learning how to be able to trust her and to, to let her support me. Um, she had offered multiple times to come and help me during hard times in my life, including um, when my ex Dara was initially uh, moving out of my house. She's like, do you want me to come down and help you get the house together? And I said, no, no, it's okay. But then I was like struggling on my own, trying to get the house together so that I could get a roommate. Um, and it took me so much longer than it would have taken if I had just said yes to my mother's help at that time. Um, so then finally, when, uh, I was moving, she offered to come down and help me pack. And I said, yes, absolutely. Yes. Please come help me pack. And it was so, like what a chaotic and hard time. And she made it so much easier just by coming in and like packing the whole kitchen and like packing all my books and just like giving her stuff to do. That was very straightforward so that I could do the like hard work of getting rid of 85% of my belongings, which I definitely did. Um, not just that, like my mom has like worked really hard to be present for me, even though she doesn't understand my journey as an entrepreneur. Um, that's been really hard to like, go from a person who was so like desirous of pleasing my mother and desirous of like following the plan and the ideas she had for my life when I was younger that were not my, my, my road, my road turns out is super windy. Um, it's super economically unstable. Um, and I, it's not that that's what I wanted, but that's what happened. Um, as I was kind of following my path. And, um, so even as like, I'm here, like, moving to her neighborhood, running two businesses, and also still looking for work so that I can supplement my income. And um, she has just been so supportive, even if she doesn't fully understand like my motivations or what I'm doing. Um, and, you know, also life has just kind of been shitty and unfair to me in many ways recently. Like, you know, like my movers destroyed or lost one third of my stuff or lost slash stole, who knows, right? But like, you know, that stuff, um, is it's not real. Like that's not the important stuff of life. And I'm really proud of myself for being in that space where I realize it. Um, but my mom and her uh, spouse have both been so supportive of me and I'm just su super grateful for their emotional support and helping me get through that year. Um, also acupuncture. I'm going to do a whole episode about acupuncture at some point, hopefully with my acupuncturist. Um, in LA, I started going to acupuncture because I was called by God to go to the acupuncture. I thought about it for years. Um, I knew it would help my inflammation. I knew it would probably help my uh, desire to develop my psychic abilities. Um, I even knew the acupuncturist I wanted to go to who I had met like when uh, she was in acupuncture school. And then I finally started going like two weeks before my ex broke up with me. And I like maintained that all through being in LA. Um, and I truly believe it like helped my physical body so much during that time. Um, and also when you're going through a hard time, it's a really beautiful practice to go see a practitioner, check in about your body and how your body's doing. Um, and like really be in that, that mode of like being aligned with your body is like so profound and so great. 
Um, therapy uh, has been amazing. I started going to therapy because uh, my ex wouldn't go to therapy. And when you are frustrated that someone's not doing something you think they should do, usually that means that you should do it. Because uh, most of the things you think other people should do are just like a sign that you need to do it. Because mostly the only, th- or, or not mostly, the only thing we can really control is us and our actions. Um, and so I started going to therapy. And then like a month later, uh, everything fell apart. And so my therapist loves to remind me that I started going to therapy to be a better partner to my ex. And then it turned into like, how can I just be a better, better Bevan for Bevan? Um, and I just keep becoming a better Bevan for Bevan. And um, my therapist is such a good fit for me, um, especially right now in the healing I need to be doing. Um, And now that we've transitioned to technically a coaching relationship, because when I was moving out of state, he was like, I'm not licensed in Washington. I can't keep treating you. And I thought I was going to lose my therapist in the middle of like a really chaotic year. And I was like, I can't explain my whole life to somebody new blah, blah, blah. And then a friend suggested I ask if we could coach. And so now that we're coaching, we're incorporating tarot because it turned out he's like an amazing tarot reader and um, has a very uh, high amount of knowledge, even more than me of astrology. So it's super great to be able to like, you know, like in my session last week, I like pulled out my birth chart (laughs) and I was like, let's talk about Saturn in the 12th house, Uh, which is a rough placement, by the way, if you were also Saturn in the 12th house, I feel you, you're always going to feel like your life is falling apart um, because your life is just showing you um, your true path um, and the things you get to work on. Um, And I will say like, it feels like I've had a brush fire in my emotional life. Uh, But when things feel like they're all falling apart, it's usually because they're making way for something new and something better. I feel. Um, I also, my friends are incredible. Um, This is why this podcast is called that is called uh, Bevan FM over 40 and her friends. Cause it's my favorite form of wealth that I have. Like I am not a monetarily wealthy woman. I've in fact, like really sacrificed my finances, um, because I thought making an impact on the world was more important to me than like having financial stability. Um, I made that choice a long time ago and I've kind of lived by that, which is not, <laughs> I don't think, it, I think I could have had a bigger impact if I had focused more on financial stability earlier, but whatever you live and you learn. Um, but you know, I'll say part of that, like having an impact means I've developed a lot of friends and a lot of great friendships. Um, and you know, last year really showed me who my real friends were, the people who really believed in me, the people who, uh, trusted their opinion of me. Um, the people who, uh, were only friends with me because I was popular on the internet disappeared. And you know what? That's a blessing. It hurt while it was happening. And I had a lot of grief around it, but the friends that I have who stuck by me, um, and show up for me and like, uh, believe in me, those friends have really helped me want to stay present on this earth. And that has been super important. Um, I also like, you know, do a lot of personal growth work. Um, I have some, amazing mentors in my life who are helping me like kind of get even more aligned with my values and get even more like on a path to where I'm going truly in the direction of my dreams, which feels super great. Um, and also getting me through that year, personal growth. Um, I have such an ethic of growing personally. Like I just feel like 
the depth of my life um, and what I'm able to do and how I'm able to feel and the, the beauty in life, it's all because I've chosen to grow. I've chosen to be uncomfortable in the process of growing and trying new things. Um, I honestly try to be uncomfortable once a day, uh, just getting outside of my comfort zone because life is meant to be lived. Um, it's not, I don't, you know, I live in this um, beautiful community uh, with a lot of over 60 year old women. And I see a lot of people who still have a lot of life in their years. And I see a lot of people who are just putting, punching the clock in life. And I see the different quality of life in that. And I want to always be putting the quality in. And I know that comes from personal growth. Um, and I also like, it's like, what, what happens if I take the cap off of Bevan, right? Like what happens if I just keep growing? Like I have only gotten better over the years. Like I, I feel I'm aging in reverse, but also I feel like the wisdom of like the time that I've spent on the earth is truly hard one, um, because I put myself out there and I risk, um, and sometimes I fall flat on my face and that's okay because last year I fell flat on my face and I'm still here. Um, and then also like my, uh, spiritual advisors, like, um, you know, spiritual teachers I work with, Reiki teachers I work with, um, some of whom I've already had on the podcast, some of whom I will have on the podcast. Um, but like people who like just help me connect to the other side, um, and, and also continuing to sharpen my connection to the other side. And also not just those people who are like humans in this incarnation, but also my guides on the other side, like my intuition, um, is deeper than it ever has been before. And I'm actively working to, and I'm just going to pause real quick and just let you know that there's a cacophony of coyotes happening outside of my house right now. Every now and again at midnight, there's like a chorus of coyotes <laughs> and the, tonight is that night. I don't know if it's picking up on the, on the mic. I hope it is. It's kind of delightful. Um, sometimes I can hear owls. Sometimes like, uh, you know, I'll hear lately songbirds have been um, coming cause it's almost spring. Um, there's sometimes frogs. It's never the same noise outside. And it's so just beautiful. It's so like living in the forest is a truly sonic experience and I am loving it. Um, but yeah, guides on the other side, like, and just connecting to that and like bossing up in my own, like practice as an energy healer. Um, and then part of that, like, honestly is like bossing up in my marketing. Um, I think I've talked about that a little bit on the podcast before, but like, it's hard to risk and put yourself out there, especially about something like energy healing. Like, I feel like, for me, that's just like a new level in my healing is just being willing to risk and put it out there and keep marketing and, you know, stick to it. Um, but yeah, so like, that's kind of like what got me through last year, but then like a true huge MVP award. I wish I had a trophy to hand them goes to Deidre and Celine for starting the glowing goddess getaway and for getting me to go to my first getaway so that I could get hooked on this amazing community um, and keep going back because last year I got to teach at four of the getaways. Um, and to be quite honest, um, sometimes I, I was having to bargain with myself to stay alive. And I would say to myself, well, if I can make it through to next weekend, I can be at a getaway and that's worth living for. Um, cause it's just such an incredible experience. Um, 
It's uh, so the glowing goddess getaway, if you don't know, is a women's self-care cannabis retreat. Um, it is uh, usually camping and um, they have them now. It's like all over North America at this point, um, popping up wherever cannabis is recreationally legal. Um, it's a women's social club. Uh, we treat cannabis like our wine, right? So like you come, it's unlimited. Uh, all you can smoke, all you can eat. The food is plentiful. Um, there's literally a constant um, classroom happening under the tent of like amazing things you can learn, like fun stuff like puff and paint. Um, I teach canicized movement classes, which is just fact a dance party for stoned people. So it's a little simpler uh, and more repetitive. Um, and just like a way to drop into your body using cannabis as a, a self-care enhancement. Um let's see, what else do we do? We do yoga, we do meditation workshops, we do self-love workshops, um, all sorts of th- how to grow. Like there've been, uh, workshops like that, intimacy workshops, so many cool things. Um, sometimes there's sex and sexuality workshops, but there's always stuff going on. But the best part honestly is, are the people. Um, and when people come to an environment where the culture is so strong about be who you are, you already belong here. We love you. Um, that sets a tone. And the way we kind of reflect to each other um, the best parts of ourselves, like I I feel like like whenever I'm with Celine, like I really feel like she sees the my higher self. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what we're reflecting at that space. And it's such an honor, honestly, to teach at those getaways. And um, it's it, it really did like keep me keep me living last year. Cause like every month was hard. Um, and I was just getting through the month, but like, you know, for four months, um, May, June, July, and August, I had a glowing goddess getaway to go to. Um, and that honestly, it was such a, a goddess send to be able to be there. Um, the glowing goddess getaway, you can check out the calendar, um, and to join me this year, I'll be at many of the getaways, not every single one, but many of them. Um, and, uh, the whole list, uh, I'm going to post up on my Instagram and probably on the fat kid dance party blog. Uh, so if you, if you want to meet up with me, let's please meet up. Um, and if you have any questions about the glowing goddess getaway, you can shoot me a message. I'll do the best I can to answer in my capacity as someone who comes and teaches, uh, but, and who experiences it. Cause it's just such a one of a kind sort of space. Um, and it's so great for all these like hardworking moms and people who just like need a break from their life and just need to regenerate and rejuvenate. Um, and for 240 bucks, like, honestly, that is such a bargain for all you can smoke, all you can eat for a weekend. Like you couldn't do that on your own. Like this is like only because we have the economy of scale and some significant hookups, um, from people who have been in this industry for a while. Um, so Big shout out to Deidre and Celine. Thank you for creating that. And for all of my fellow goddess guides and fellow goddesses who attend, like, thank you for being there and being part of that. Every single getaway I go to, I have a new revelation about me, my life, spirituality, um, and it really helps juice me up to level up in life. And um, yeah, and so that's, I mean, honestly, the glowing goddess getaway is my heart. Um, But in terms of like where I'm at right now, a year out of my breakup, Um, I am like, I just thought I would be further along. Uh, (laughs) you know what I mean? I just, I thought I would be, um, but I'm also doing great. Like I'm healing. I'm still healing. Uh, I 
And I still have not gone on even one single date or kissed a person since my breakup. And since we had lesbian bed death, it has been, I, I have not been fucked properly in, in a very, very long time. Um, and I'll say that like, that does feel missing in my life. Like I do feel ready and open for romance, but I also don't have the patience or time to waste my time on people <laughs> who are bullshit. You know what I mean? And I've had a lot of bullshit experience with dating. Uh, and so like I tried getting on Tinder. Um, I talked about that on, um, in my Patreon feed, you can read about that or listen about that. Um, I tried Tinder and I have like just really decided to trust the goddess on this and like trust that the right person is coming through my path. Who's meant to, um, come to me. I do know my partner is coming. Like that was a knowing that I had even, um, when I got broken up with and I knew that the right person was coming just even then. And I think honestly that faith has kept me going. Um, but like, you know, I can't say like, I didn't, I spent most of this year focused on like just getting my basic needs met. And I'm still at a point where like, uh, between my Patreon and my work with um, a sex worker rights nonprofit, like I am just paying my expenses and my expenses are very low living up in the forest compared to what they were in LA. But it has enabled me to like weather this time where like I'm not getting jobs and I'm not, you know, like I, I'm basically like my job right now is teaching weekly online aerobics um, and doing this podcast and healing. And, you know, like I, I'm open to more. I do a ton of personal growth work. I have to say like one thing I'm super proud of myself for is that I committed myself to be 1% better every day. And I'm seeing the compound effect of that simply because um, I can look it back at the way I felt and experienced my life two years ago when I had a partner, I was engaged to be married. Um, I was going to have my dream wedding at Dollywood and I was popular on the internet. I had a business that I loved that was just, it wasn't quite thriving, um, but it was like definitely like had momentum. I had all of those things and I didn't nearly have the satisfaction with my life that I do now when I can tell you quite honestly, one of my bank accounts is in a negative balance right now because I'm fighting with Chase over um, my paying my movers. Um, but like, you know, like I have like, and, you know, like my, many more obstacles than I did two years ago, but a higher quality of life and a higher satisfaction in life. And that is entirely because of my attitude and my mindset. And I've worked really hard on that um, because those are the things that I can change. And that's part of getting 1% better every day um, and developing that, that life perspective. Um, also, right now, uh, what I love is living walking distance from my mother. I don't live with my mom because she lives in a tiny house. Um, you can listen to, um, I have an episode with my mom as my guest uh, a few episodes back. You can listen to that. Um, but living walking distance from my mom where I can see her pretty much every day. Um, I don't always spend tons of time with her. Sometimes I just like pop in and see her for 10 minutes or um, sometimes like we'll go do something together. Um, and sometimes we'll like have a movie night. Um, I've noticed that like I have to get intentional about spending time with her. Otherwise, like my calendar gets busy with calls and meetings because, you know, your girl is out there networking. And for me, networking is being friends. Um, and like, that's honestly the best networking advice I can give you is if you go to a networking event, I used to hate these things. I used to never be able to talk to strangers. Now I can totally talk to strangers because what networking is, is simply it's making friends. I learned that from Marie Forleo, um, whose YouTube videos are great if you're an entrepreneur. Um, 
but honestly, like, you know, like I get lots of calls. I do, you know, I have lots of meetings. Like I'm, I'm connecting with my mentors a lot, you know? Um, and so like making that intentional time to connect with my mom is great. And it's great that it's easy, right? Like if I'm going to live in the woods, I love living walking distance to my mom. I also love getting to be a blessing to her because I know that her love language is acts of service. And it's really hard um, to do acts of service when you live at a distance from your mom, which I did for like 23 years. Um, and, um, and, you know, like I like being a blessing in the world, but also I really like being a blessing to the people in my life for whom I am the only one, right? Like there is only one woman that can be the daughter to Marianne and that's me. And I take that role really seriously. Um, and like, and I like getting to be adjacent to her so that I can be a blessing to her and help her out. Um, and also, likewise, she's a total blessing to me, too. Like, um, every now and again, she shows up with a pork shoulder. I put it in my Instant Pot. Um, and it's the night. And I only like to cook humane meats, so they're super expensive. But, like, you know, then I'll bring pulled pork over, right? Like, so, like, it's this symbiotic, like, interdependence that I'm, I love that we're developing. We're, like, working in her garden together. Um, it's really, it's really nice. Like, I'm really super grateful to get to have this time with her while she's still mobile. You know what I mean? While it's not too late. Cause like, I don't know how long I get to have with her. Um, so that's, that's super nice. Um, also like another thing that's super great about my life is getting to live in a greeting card. Like I let myself have greeting card moments pretty much every day. Um, especially when I feel my head spinning out or I feel like I'm like losing perspective. I like pause and allow myself be in the greeting card, which is not hard for me because I live like with 360 degrees of like beautiful conifers, which is a fancy name for pine tree uh, or a more specific name for a type of whatever. Beautiful pine trees uh, in the sky, like a beautiful moon, like tonight the moon and Venus were like just right next to each other, so close and so bright. Um, like the stargazing here is extraordinary. Um, whenever I'm lucky enough that the clouds are allowing me to stargaze, I do. Um, I, I just love it. It's so beautiful here. And like, there's even some trees nearby that like I see when I'm walking around that like look like I'm on the set of a Disney movie, you know, like a haunted Disney movie because it's winter and like, you know, the leaves are gone, but like really beautiful, cool trees. Like, and just getting to be in the greeting card of life, I think, is part of perspective, enjoyment, satisfaction. Um, and I think you can, I was doing greeting card stuff, like, I wasn't calling it that. But, like, when I lived in New York and I was dealing with a lot of grief, I would find touchstones that um, even just, like, in the urban landscape, seeing one little bird sitting on a fence, like, mattered to me um, and would help get me out of my spinning head and into the present moment. So, like, that's a thing that I highly suggest, especially if you're going through it. Um, is to like allow yourself the greeting card moments, allow yourself to drop into the present moment. Um, and also I think another thing that is helping me um, is just literally doing whatever I can to rise above my present uncertainty. Cause I don't know what's going on with my life. Like I know, I know where I'm at right now. I'm working really hard to be self-aware and to, to, to remove self-deception from my life. Um, and, but like, you know, I don't, things are, the, the the present circumstances or results are not what I wanted, um, but it's beautiful and lovely, right? Like in spite of that, right? Like my my rough needs are met, um, and you know I also have a super strong vision for the future because your vision will pull you, uh, pain will push you, vision will pull you, um, and so I'm just like letting that vision pull me. Um, I'll say like I'm also like 
grieving the loss of a family that I worked hard to develop with my ex-partner. Like, you know, we were together for six years. We went through a lot, like her cancer journey and also like the death of her father. Like I got pretty close to her family and I loved them like my own family. And I especially love the kids. And so it's super hard to give that up. Like, and also like how nice and rare that my in-laws were awesome. Right. Um, and it just feels kind of hard. Like even some of her close friends, like that I got close with, it feels hard to have lost those relationships. But like, I also, you know, if if she and I don't have a relationship, how am I going to have relationships with her family and close friends? Right. Like, so like grieving that, letting that go. Um, and just like really letting myself be present for, you know, it's not over like this grieving process, this, um, healing process. I, someone told me once, and I found that to be true after my last two big breakups is that like your, your breakup healing process isn't ever really over till you find your next person and you're next in a like real relationship that's satisfying to you. Um, and I kind of think that's true. That's like the bookend, but I also really love to revel in my singlehood. Um, I know that like, like marriage is in my future. I know that children are in my future and I know that that will be a very loud experience. <laughs> and so I revel in the silence that I get to experience. I really do get so much beautiful peace. And then, you know, I, you know, I also meditate a lot. So maybe that's how I get so much peace, but like, you know, then I get to experience the sonic brilliance of uh, this wooded wonderland that I get to live in. So, so that's it. That's me a year after this like breakup and like, you know, and I think the financial uncertainty part is just like a huge part, but, um, I'm, uh, excited for where my life is going and I'm excited to share it with you. Um, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Um, I also just want to give a big shout out to Jenna who is joining me from Toronto in my weekly online aerobics class patreon.com slash fkdp which stands for fat kid dance party which is my weekly aerobics class but you can also join the patreon for like five bucks a month and help me support my work in the world helping to make uh the world easier for people to love themselves in by bossing up and loving themselves um i try to provide some value some exclusive updates over there for you but mostly it's just your high five to me like appreciating what i'm doing in the world and like keeping me going because honestly my patreon has been how I kept going financially this past year. It's been incredible. Thank you for being part of this. Thank you for being here.